thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Dot Mill Docs, the Military Health System's official podcast. It's Thursday, February 18th, 2010, and I'm Russell Carlson. It is Heart Healthy Month here in the Military Health System. Visit health.mil slash hearthealthy for links to heart health resources. Today we'll talk about stress, depression, and how they affect the heart. Our guest is Dr. David S. Krantz, Ph.D., He is professor and chair of medical and clinical psychology at the Uniformed Services University of the Health Sciences. He studies the role of behavioral factors in cardiovascular disorders and coronary heart disease. Dr. Krantz, welcome to Dot Mill Docs. Happy to be here. Um, Could you just talk a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. I am the um, chairman and professor in the Department of Medical and Clinical Psychology at Uniformed Services University. And what we do here in our department is we train uh, PhD-level clinical psychologists for, uh, for the military, all three services. In addition, um, I do research on stress and heart disease, and I participate in a number of different uh, research studies, uh, one of which I'll talk about today, the WISE study. Sure, and I guess maybe we could get started with that, but I know um, something has to do, your research has to do with women and heart disease and depression. Correct. Um, How is heart disease in women connected with depression? Well, lots of studies have shown that um, being depressed or even having symptoms of depression is a risk factor for heart disease, but it's especially a risk factor um, if you've already had heart disease in terms of your outcomes um, after your heart patient. So heart patients with depression do much, much worse than do patients who don't have depression. And have, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's true in men and it's true in women as well. Okay, so there's nothing distinct uh different in women necessarily? Well, there are many differences in terms of heart disease in women um, than in men. First of all, in women, um, heart disease comes on later in life, but women catch up in terms of um, of um, the prevalence of heart disease, and heart disease is the greatest killer in both men and women. And of course, um, many women don't realize the importance of heart disease uh, over other kinds of um, possible causes of death. It's still the greatest killer in women. Um, women, the, the way that heart disease shows itself in women is often different than it, uh, than it is in men. For example, the symptom patterns are often different. And when women go for standard tests for heart disease, um, some of the early tests um, uh, uh, show up positive, but then their um, presence of heart disease is not confirmed by some of the more uh, sensitive tests, one of which is called coronary angiography, when a, a dye is injected in the coronary arteries and you see the blockage uh, in the coronary arteries. So women are much more likely to have no coronary disease uh, after they have tests that lead them to have suspected coronary disease. Well, let's talk about this WISE study and what it is and the rationale behind it. Okay. Uh, WISE study stands for Women's um, Ischemic Symptoms Evaluation Study. And what ischemia is, is when the heart doesn't get the blood supply that it needs, and this is a result of blockages in, uh, in the coronary arteries, which are the arteries that supply blood to the heart. Um, and this is a uh, a large epidemiologic study 
of women who have suspected heart disease who come in for testing for suspected heart disease. And um, uh, what this study does is it measures women when they're in for testing, gives them a whole variety of uh, measures, biological risk factor measures, um, psychosocial stress measures, and also um, looks at medical imaging measures, in other words, measurement of coronary disease, different methods, and also it follows the women up for uh, four years to see, uh, you know, to look at events, heart disease events like um, heart attack, um, 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 uh, also uh, uh, things like stroke and uh, and death from coronary disease um, uh, over the period after the testing. Now, are any of these women who are suffering from depression adversely affected by some of the medications to treat depression, and they also have heart disease? Uh, well, you know, it's a, a, our study, the study that um, we found, um, was, was a study that suggested that this might be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I could talk about generally the literature in the area is that uh, while depression is a um, important risk factor for heart disease in women, what's not really known is the best way to treat it. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that um, people have, um, have um, determined, you know, what the effects of treatment is, at least um, correlate, they've looked at women who received medications uh, for depression and uh, followed them up versus women who have not received medications for depression. But th- this is not, the, a study like this is not what is called a clinical trial mm-hmm. where women were assigned or actually given medication or no medication by the researchers. So um, looking at women who have to happen to have medications, taking medications when they go into the study is not quite as, as uh, convincing. But basically, um, studies have found that some women are adversely affected by taking antidepressant medications. And, um, um, and this kind of creates a problem in terms of what's the best way to treat depression in uh, women with heart disease. There are other studies that show that um, um, there are no negative effects of, um, uh, in women who happen to be prescribed antidepressant medications. But two new studies, one of which is ours, um, has provided some evidence that there is an adverse effect of, of uh, medications for depression and maybe even medications for anxiety. So uh, what kind of other treatments would you recommend aside from medications then for these women? Well, you know, depression is a, um, is a disorder that's very treatable. Um, um, it can be treated with psychological treatments. Um, there are two or three different psychological treatments that that we know work very, very well. Of course, it, it can be treated with medications, but then we have these issues coming up um, in, in heart disease patients, and we don't know yet whether it is or is not um, um, a, a risk factor, but we have data that suggests that it's a possibility. Um, Things that are alternative treatments for depression, even things like exercise, like um, 
trying to uh, keep yourself busy, um, engage in positive activities if you can, uh, having support from your friends and doing different kinds of uh, confiding and social support can be effective. Um, but there are specific treatments. One is called cognitive behavior therapy, and another is called um, uh, interpersonal therapy that are uh, that work very, very well in, um, in treating depression. We're going to take a quick break for the .mildoc's health beat, news and information from the military health system. When we come back, we'll have more with Dr. Krantz. .mildoc's health beat. Army Sergeant First Class Mark Wehner prefers to be referred to as a soldier, not a hero, but he graciously humors those who insist on the latter. On February 6, the Ohio Army National Guard Special Forces Medical Sergeant stood unassumingly on a stage in the Ohio State House Atrium to receive the Silver Star Medal, the nation's third highest medal for valor in combat. Fighting back tears, Army Sergeant First Class Sean Clifton recounted the day he almost lost his life after being shot multiple times during a raid on a Taliban compound in eastern Afghanistan. Clifton said, quote, I'm standing here alive because of the heroic and competent actions Mark performed on the night of May 31st, 2009, Memorial Day. The Vision Center of Excellence was formed after the fiscal year 2008 National Defense Authorization Act directed DOD and VA to establish a center of excellence in the prevention, diagnosis, mitigation, treatment, and rehabilitation of military eye injuries and to better coordinate visual rehabilitative care and benefits for service members' continuum of care between the agencies. Colonel Donald A. Galliano, DOD Principal Advisor for Vision and VCE's Executive Director, said, quote, It's important to look at how injuries are occurring, what we can do to mitigate the extent of morbidity when doing treatment, and how we can enhance treatment and research and improve the rehabilitation process to bring better functioning in life to patients. The new Vision Center of Excellence is beginning to shape up, and it plans to open its headquarters in the new Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Bethesda in 2011. For more information, visit www.visioncenterofexcellence.org. Soldier, infantryman, airborne ranger, combat diver, mountain climber, skier, triathlete, surfer, husband, and father are just a few words to describe Army Captain Scott M. Smiley. Yesterday, the title of company commander was added to Smiley's distinctive resume as he became the first blind officer to lead a company as he assumed command of the Warrior Transition Unit at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. Smiley was wounded and permanently lost his vision during his 2005 deployment to Iraq. He attributes his strength and drive during his recovery to his faith, family, and friends. All these stories and more are available at health.mil. Log on to stay up to date. This has been your Dot Docs Health Beat. For the Military Health System, I'm Elizabeth Lockwood. Welcome back to Dot Docs. Today, Dr. David Krantz of the Uniformed Services University is talking with us about stress, depression, and heart disease. So, Dr. Krantz, let's talk about prevention for both heart disease and, and depression. How important is it? Prevention uh, is very important in terms of the development of heart disease. Right. Um, um, in terms of prevention of depression, it's a little bit of a more difficult story. It depends on whether the depression is chronic or, or is acute. But the fact is that, you know, these women in this study have symptoms and they don't really have an explanation for the symptoms that's adequate, which causes a lot of anxiety and possibly depression. The women that are diagnosed with heart disease may become depressed because suddenly they have a 
they're told that they have a chronic disease and this is not a very good thing to have and it restricts many, many life activities. Um, uh, so, you know, again, it's a, it could be a very difficult thing in terms of um, uh, preventing depression. But, you know, again, in terms of things like um, um, negative mood, sad mood, and being pessimistic about life, um, to the extent that a person can maintain a positive attitude, they would much more. They would be much less likely uh, to become depressed. Is there anything that you can talk about as far as depression leading to heart failure or being associated with it? Well, I can talk a little bit about uh, about stress and heart failure if you'd like. Yeah. Um, first of all, let me let me sort of define heart failure as when the heart uh, can't, can't pump the blood that it needs. Usually it results from uh, something like a heart attack, but it could also result from other conditions that cause a death of heart tissue or um, an insufficient amount of blood to be pumped by the heart. Um, doctors know that things like um, uh, non-compliance with medications or um, um, uh, big spikes and increases in blood pressure, changes in diet, um, and other factors um, can make heart failure symptoms worse. And one of the important issues with heart failure is that um, it, it tends to uh, worsen, and then when treated, it, that it gets better again, and then it worsens again, and it's a progressive disease that has a slope downward, so eventually it, the disease worsens. But because patients with heart failure often need to be hospitalized when their symptoms get worse, it's one of the biggest cost items both within DOD health and also within civilian health. And what we're studying is uh, the relationship between stress and worsening of heart failure. And what we, we've, we have found so far in some of our early results is that um, uh, an increase in stress over time is related to an increase in certain kinds of physiologic markers of the severity of heart failure. Like high blood pressure be one of those? Well, high blood pressure is definitely related. We found um, there's a, a, marker, um, a marker of how hard the heart is pumping, mm -hmm. and it's a hormone that's produced by the heart. And we find that that is affected. That is a kind of a direct marker of the physiology of heart failure. High blood pressure is definitely um, a factor that, um, that worsens heart failure because when blood pressure is high, the heart has to pump harder. And when it has to pump harder, it's more likely to fail and pump less uh, blood. So now what's next with the WISE study? Well, the Y study um, is um, looking at a variety of biological and, um, um, and psychosocial factors, continuing to look at risk factors for um, poor outcomes in heart disease. What's next for the Y study is to follow up on some of the medical and psychological uh, results that we find in WISE and uh, trying to look in more detail at what some of the mechanisms are, in other words, how, um, what factors link these risk factors with, with poor outcomes. 
Now, in general, in terms of research in the area, um, um, there's a move for increased number of clinical trials, that is, assigning women, choosing which drug or non-drug women uh, receive uh, for heart disease. And there are also clinical trials, which is considered the, the really the definitive way of, of doing an, um, an experiment to find out if a treatment works. There are clinical trials with psychological or behavioral treatments for depression being given um, to uh, men and women to look and see whether these are effective in treating depression and reducing heart disease um, in, uh, in men and women. Dr. Krantz, I'd like to thank you for being on the Mill Docs program this week. Sure, happy to be of help. All right, thank you. Okay. And that does it for us this week on Dot Mill Docs. Join us next week when Heart Healthy Month continues on Dot Mill Docs with a visit from Lieutenant Colonel Scott Moore, the Chief of Cardiology, 59th Medical Wing at Wilford Hall Medical Center on Lackland Air Force Base. He will discuss with us heart health tips and the prevention of heart disease. Until then, see you on Health.mil. This program is a product of the Office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs, Military Health System. Dotmill Docs features the most relevant military health topics important to you and your family. If you have questions or topics you'd like to see on an upcoming episode, send us an email at dotmilldocs at tma.osd.mil. That's D-O-T-M-I-L-D-O-C-S at tma.osd.mil. Visit health.mil for more episodes.